Welcome to the Living Podcast. I'm your host, Rex. Um, and today we're going by. Yeah, who's speaking needs to be fixed. Come on, man. Three speakers tweaking, you know? Fix that ish. But yeah, uh, so yeah, we're, this week we're joined by uh, Kobe. What's up? Hey, what up, man? I'm back. Uh, uh, Zebo, Asamali. Oblige. Uh, Ozzy Flazzy. Yeah, yeah. Here. And last but not least, that boy, Saeed. Yes, What's poppin'? What's going on, man? Oh, man, that voice switch, yo. Yeah? <laughs> 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 that difference, yo. The difference, yo. Yeah, 100%. How's, how's quarantine going? For me? <clears throat> yeah, well, yeah, how's quarantine going for you? It's going, bro. It's going. It's just one of those ones, to be honest. I mean, you're, you're, you're like, I'm trying to keep high spirits. I'm trying to stay sane out here. You know what I mean? It's hard uh, for you. Yeah, of all the places to be quarantined in, you're quarantined in Medina. Hey, yeah, but bro, bro, we're under 24-hour lockdown. That's in the like the that's the the city, and then the university itself is under lockdown as well. That's crazy. so it's like. So you're basically yeah, but you, I've a couple of guys. The university is big. Like it's like four by four kilometers squared, if not bigger, or four by four kilometers. So it's like technically we can like walk around and stuff. We can jog, get some fresh air. We're not necessarily like confined in our rooms, twenty four so hours in, a day. So, but you but you live in like an enclosed like place, and they can enforce a lockdown if they really wanted to, right? Yeah, yeah. Anytime, any moment. Yeah. So you're in jail then. Yeah. That's what they call jail. <laughs> I, wouldn't, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say jail, but it's more like, you know what I mean? We're just free the guys. Just free the guys. Free the I can't tell you exactly what I'm in, but just free the guys. <laughs> free the man them out that you know. Out that you know. <laughs> but, alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah, man. It's, it's, it's all right, man. So all right. I've been doing well. Uh, the, reason, the reason you're here is because, uh, you know, you have uh, uh, the knowledge. No, not really, man. Yes, me. But but to be honest, yo, people have been asking about you not to gas or anything like that. I don't know really. I don't really know what the alert is. But you know what I'm saying? But but people have been asking about you, so. <laughs> I don't know what the alert is. Ozzy would make that kind of comment out of everybody. Because I don't know what the alert is. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the alert is. You know what I'm saying? I don't get it. Like, yo, we provide content. I don't know why they need this guy. You know, but hey, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, Ozzy, you sound friend. Ozzy's so salty. <laughs> I love Ozzie this guy. Very upset. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, we're, well, Ramadan's on Tuesday. Wednesday? Is it, is it Wednesday or Tuesday? Sometimes, I don't know, bro. I was, I was waiting for uh, Twitter to update us. I think it's <laughs> sometime next week. Um, it's going to be weird because I can't leave. You know, to be honest, bro. Ramadan's gonna be different this year. Yo, how are you guys anticipating it's gonna be like? Like, what's what's your guys' take on this whole like quarantine stuff? Not going to the masjid, like. I feel like the biggest difference is the the day to day stuff. You're you're not gonna really be you're not gonna be distracted. You know when you when you're working and fasting, like time goes by fast. Like, you're not gonna be distracted. And I, there's 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 like it becomes easier and it becomes harder at the same time. It becomes yeah, I'm not easier to guys, focus. I, it becomes easier to focus on becoming a better Muslim because you like you literally have nothing else to do. Mm-hmm. Like you, like you're like you're focused. Like you can be more focused on it. You, there's no there's no distractions in that aspect, and there's also but then but now there's less distractions on like fasting. 
You're going to be reminded of your hunger the whole day. So that is going to be more challenging. Especially when you're home. You're going to be home the whole day while your mom's cooking. It's true. <laughs> well, it's, well, it's true, yo. What do you guys think? What, what, what were you guys? I mean, for me, it's, this is going to be the first Ramadan in, like, I can't even remember since I was, like, 17. <laughs> where I'm not working. Like, working you mean, when you say working, you mean, like, leading, right? No, 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 no. I'm talking about, like, actual, like, going to work during the day. Yeah. Oh, like, this, this is the first time, like, I'm not working during Ramadan. You know? Mm-hmm. You so, said you were working since the age of, what, 15? Is that what you said? Like, I, I, got, I got my first job at 16, and I've never been unemployed since. Except for, like, more. I have been unemployed. I have been unemployed. I haven't been unemployed for longer than three months. <laughs> Why guys been working at sweatshops his whole life? <laughs> if it's not illegal, it's illegal. <laughs> Anything to get the job done, bro. Oh, yeah, that, so you know, it's funny. Like now, I have I'll, I'll, this is the first Ramadan where I'm gonna have a lot of time to focus. You know, so it That's is gonna be. Segue. That's a great segue. So okay, so how do you guys plan on taking advantage of this Ramadan? Like, if you're not in and around the community and you're always by yourself, I guess like. I, to be honest, I never really thought about that. I never really thought about exactly what I would be doing. Just like, I feel it, because even for myself, like, I, it clocked in my head that, okay, I'm going to have a lot of time to do whatever I need to do. But I never really thought, what is it that I need to do? Yeah, 100%, like, like we have to draw schedules for ourselves. Like, and generally speaking, like, when it comes to, like, productivity during Ramadan, I feel like a person can um really be the most productive and effective in Ramadan when they when they know what they're doing ahead of time rather than just like mm-hmm. going with the flow. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I feel like people are like on their phones now more than ever. Like this is probably the best time to like read. Like a person can probably finish reading the Quran like twice in this month alone off of the time that they have in their homes. You know? So I would say like if people were to like just do a schedule every day of like what they want to accomplish, like from reading Quran, maybe listening to a lecture, you know, maybe just like afkar, just praying your sunan as well in your home. Uh, we can pray taraweeh as well. The Prophet ﷺ used to do that in his home. He used to pray in his home. That's another thing. You know what I mean? Oh, that's yeah. That's you know, true. I'm not gonna lie. Right now, you know, yeah. Sorry, would you say go ahead? Yeah, no, no. So what I was saying was it's like it's not like. Because to, to kind of touch upon the, the first question, it's not like all hope is lost. You know, I feel like massages are like, it, it plays a really big role in the feel of Ramadan, just being with the it community, does. being unified, praying together, just having your whole schedule like wrapped around the message. Like, where are you going to pray taraweeh at this night? You know, where are we going to go? Where are we going to do it together? So I feel like um, a lot of people don't really know like how this Ramadan is going to like turn out, you know? And they're kind of like, and anticipating it to be like, I don't know, just like it, that, 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 that feel won't be there, I guess. But I feel yeah. like at the end of the day, Ramadan is really to like connect yourself to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know, and we, alhamdulillah, we have that opportunity now more than ever. So I feel like it's still, it's still very possible to, um, you know, come out with, uh, you know, feeling good about what you did there during the month. Uh, so yeah. is there, what's the, what's the alternative to eat prayer? Do you just have to eat prayer at home? 
Sam, I guess. Um, I family? believe so. I believe so. Yes, I believe so. I believe so. Wow. Yeah. We're all gonna celebrate you from home. Turn up in the living room. I, I don't know about you guys, but I like desperately needed this Ramadan. You know. Really? Yeah. Like, especially, especially this year. I feel like with with everything that's happened this year, it's like I need this more than ever. Yeah, like especially because the fact that okay, so generally speaking, when it comes to Ramadan, we've had like for years, and I don't know about you guys, but for me, it's been such a habit that it's sort of I don't want to say it lost its meaning, but I sort of moved away from the purpose of Ramadan. And and more like I started it started becoming more of just habitual, you know, and, and it sort of lost its its effect. That's not lie. It didn't lose its effect. I didn't gain um, as much from Ramadan as I could have, you know, in the past. Yeah. yeah. I feel like right now this year is like a golden opportunity because because yeah. it's so unconventional already. Like or for me, I it lost it the the the, the habit or the habitual just ins and outs of Ramadan, whereas now everything that I do, I'm going to have to do with purpose, or I'm going to be focused on what it is that I'm doing. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I think, missed the communal think, aspect of it, though. Yeah, the Sorry? communal aspect is gone. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. You know, it was my favorite part, just being able to, like, eat, just even going out to eat with your friends all together. Um... <laughs> Yeah. Going out to eat with your friends and like being able to like go to different matches, as he said, like that was always something like that was fun to me. And seeing people that you haven't seen in maybe even a whole year, yeah, that too. Like, around with them, you know, and just catching up, especially at that time, you know. Mm-hmm. What I, mean? I, I, I feel like I'm a miss for sure, but yeah, as you both said, it's just, a classic message hopping, yeah, message, yeah, it's like, so much like bro, I could literally go anywhere and like. You know, like my, my, I think my home, you know. I feel that. I feel that. I, I think that's a that's a great point because, like, I think that Ramadan like means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. You know, for some people, it's like getting closer to, to the Quran. You know, a lot of people make schedules like he was saying based off of that. You know, I think there's also a lot of other people who take Ramadan as a way to get closer to family. You know, to get closer to people around them, maybe that they haven't reached out to. You know, and it's like that aspect of, of Ramadan is going to be effectively like taken away literally you know so it's like I think for people who maybe traditionally have used Ramadan as like a way to maybe just stop the haram that they do and maybe substitute it with like other things like being with family all the time whereas of course maybe you're not you know it's like for people like that how do you how do you make the most of Ramadan like what changes would be necessary for somebody like that you know to kind of like make changes within themselves you know what I mean it might be Does harder because they have, they have so much time. It might be harder because now they have so much time. You know what I mean? They're going to be at home all day just with, along with their thoughts. Well, like, it's true. So you could see somebody like, I, I can definitely see somebody like going through this Ramadan and getting like not a lot out of it, you know? Like honestly, they, they'll just come into it and out of it because it's just like a really big aspect of, of, of that pulls them to a lot of the good that they see during Ramadan is the massage and stuff like that. It's, 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 it's a lot of the places that... Yeah, and other people, and seeing other people who are, like, maybe, might be more knowledgeable about Islam than them, you know? So, it's like, exactly. I, I don't know, man. It's like, it's, it's a little scary, man, being in a position I, I where like maybe the, you might... I feel like the person who's going to suffer the most is the person who might, like, they're not that close to the deen, and they live alone. They don't live with family. There's, they have less of a reminder. 
they're just yeah. alone at home. Like they're gonna have like you know some people who need that extra push. That's yeah, what I mean. Like just, during Ramadan, they're outside and they're around friends. They're also fasting and stuff like that, and they get that extra push. Facts. But that facts. person who There's lives always, alone, who's not really close to the deen right now, is it, gonna the only person that's gonna change them is themselves because they have no other outside like nothing. That's just them. That's real life. That's that real person's life. gonna suffer the most. Well, even like no. somebody, you know, go, ahead, go ahead, go 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 go. I was gonna say even somebody that might feel like yo, I do so much bad during the, the rest of the year. Ramadan is a time where I feel like nobody's gonna judge you. They might be able to feel comfortable to talk to somebody just within that time period, and not being able to do that might sway them to kind of like go back to their old ways. You know what I mean? Some people need that extra, that, that, that little nudge. It's like, yo, look, we're going to Petrawa, come through. Or, yo, come, it's iftar time. Once they yeah. see that, that, that vibe of Ramadan, it's like, God. Yeah, yeah. Now, there's definitely, like, obstacles that people are going to face this in Ramadan because of the fact that, like, that communal feel is not, is not there. But, you know, to be honest, like, a hot take that I have on, um, on just, the, like, the feeling of Ramadan, I feel like a lot of what people can benefit from Ramadan depends on how they view their fast and the purpose of their fast and how really that they fast like because like when people picture Ramadan right they, they, they emphasize a lot of it on just just like literally leaving off food and drink mm-hmm. when it's it's much much more than that much much more yeah. than that like you're not only leaving off food and drink you're living off you're leaving off like idle speech Lying, swearing, backbiting, gossip, all of those things. Like yeah. you're leaving off, um, you know, what's considered to be the zina of the eyes or adultery of the eyes, looking at what's impermissible, saying what's impermissible, listening to what's impermissible. So if a person, you know, conceptualizes Ramadan only to be leaving off food and drink, then it's going to, like, this Ramadan is probably going to be extremely difficult for them and they, yeah. they're probably not going to, like, progress in terms of their iman because they they're looking at Ramadan like one dimensionally, if that makes sense. Exactly, yeah. But if a person looks at it as beyond leaving off your food and drink and just trying to do what pleases Allah, like, and there's so many different avenues, like so many different ways, you know, to, to better yourself as a Muslim. And part of that is just like, literally like a, a large portion of that is leaving off the things that we usually do. Like sometimes like we, we, we sin so much through like speaking things that we shouldn't or listening to what we shouldn't or looking at things that we shouldn't, that if we were to just leave off those things, it would count for so much of, of rewards, let alone doing things that, we're, that, you know, that's recommended. You know, so I feel like, it, like how we view Ramadan is, is really important, like going into it, like what, yeah. like, how, you, know, you know what I'm trying to say? Like, like when Allah says, like, I feel you. yeah, like fasting has been prescribed so that we may attain piety and piety is not just leaving off food and drink. And there's a hadith where the Prophet ﷺ, he says, like, like paraphrasing, if like, like essentially, if all we're doing is leaving off your food and drink and that's it, and you don't leave off like idle speech, then Allah is not in need of you leaving off your, your food and drink. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I've, I feel like, like a message to myself and just anybody who's listening to this is like, mm-hmm. like look at Ramadan as, as, a, as, a, as, as bigger than just leaving off your food and drink or fasting from dawn till uh, dusk, man. Yeah, I think... For, for for someone that doesn't have like that's not really um a, a strong practice or struggles with Ramadan, yeah. they have to come with that mentality you're talking about. But yeah, a person who comes into Ramadan already struggling with the fact of like the the whole concept of fasting and all that, 
they might hard. feel less obliged to, to fast because no one's going to know that they're fasting or not. Yeah, they can just yes, say they're fasting. Yeah, yeah. You know some people who fast only because, I know some people who fast just because they don't want to be caught. Yeah, there's like, communal pressure. Yeah, facts, 100%. Yeah. Communal pressure. Now that communal pressure is gone, you're alone, yeah. like, especially yeah. someone who lives alone. No one knows if you fast or not, so they might not just, yeah. they might not fast because they personally don't have the motivation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there's some it, people who, it, it's, it's, the Ramadan so is based on other people. There's, there's so much to gain from this Ramadan. And at the same time, there's so much to lose. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it really depends on the individual. Like, and as an individual, and for like for myself first, right? It's like you have to ask yourself, what am what am I trying to gain for Ramadan? Yeah. What what am I trying to get out of this month? Mm-hmm. Right. It's a big test. Yeah. So if you if you sort of set your mindset that throughout this month, I want to get closer to Allah. Right by doing everything that I need to do, staying away from everything I need to stay away from, and doing basically doing my part so that by the end, by the time the month is done, I can look back and be like, okay, I went from here to here. You can see the difference in, you can see the change that you went through, right? And it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be even like, obviously number one is to get close to Allah, but even if you gained some self-discipline, if you look back on the month and you'd be like, okay, wow, I've disciplined my body so much so that I can now focus on whatever it is that I need to do. That's a benefit, you know? Yeah. So, again, it goes back to what are you trying to gain out of this month? What's, your, what's, your, what's the purpose of you coming into Ramadan? Mm-hmm. Another thing I would say that, that is beneficial, like, like, uh, or like the benefits of having a schedule is that when you remain busy, it, it helps you with your fast and just like remaining productive. And I feel like it's going to be a really big test for all of us uh, when we're in the comfort of our homes to really discipline ourselves to, to, to doing good and just remembering Allah and just generally like leaving off things that we're supposed to leave off. I feel like, like sometimes like if you have too much time on your, time on your hands, it'll kill you, man. Like it's just, you're just going to get involved yeah. with things you're not supposed to, or just get carried away and you'll forget that you're fasting. And well, what was just, I don't, I don't time is the devil's playground. I never heard of that, but that, hit, that hits different, to be honest. It's too much time, 100%, like it, it, and, and you don't use it wisely or you don't take advantage of it and, and just take, take it by the neck, it, it's just, it's going to kill you, man. It's going to kill you, you know? So that's definitely another challenge, too. Definitely, like, adding on what, what Kobe was saying, yeah. like, this Ramadan is definitely going to test the discipline of all of us, like, how disciplined we are to, like, Make sure we fast and we do it properly. And for those who like would fast or do things, obviously we're not judging those intentions, but anybody who would, uh, because of the community and, and the pressure would do certain things, them being alone in their homes with nobody to watch over them, they're definitely going to be tested and they're, they're going to see like who exactly were doing it for the right reasons. And if you were doing it because um, other people were, and you're just kind of like just falling in line. Hey, yeah, so I, I actually think that you guys all, just to sum up everything, I think it's my, when I initially asked the question, I was trying to, you guys all answered it, by the way, so that was good for you guys, you know, especially you, sir, good job, man, pat yourself on the back, brother, but, uh, <laughs> my, you, I know you're pissed off that I answered it properly, no, 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 I'm actually very happy, you know, I'm the one who vouched for you to come on here, you know, you're my, uh, you're my youth, venues, listen, um, <laughs> But listen though, this podcast is the only time that we I level in real life. It's not the same. (laughs) (laughs) You got got jokes now, my nigga. But get here safe, my nigga, so I can crush you. Don't let COVID take you, nigga. I'm trying to. So we're talking about Ramadan, no profanity. 
Oh, idioting. Anyways, listen, man. No, I think it's about the, uh, maintaining the spirit of Ramadan. I think that's what's basically what's going to potentially be hard for people. You know what I'm saying? During Ramadan, you know? And it's like, it, the whole, when, when certain aspects of, of Ramadan are taken away, it's like people lose the, the, the they, they lack seeing the importance of this month. You know what I'm saying? It, it's not in their face at every second. You know what I mean? So for people like that, and I know for myself, like during Ramadan, there's always a couple of people that are, I'm around that I'm usually maybe not around during the year. You know what I mean? And it's like that reality for those people, I know that like Ramadan means a lot to them in, in, in what Ramadan brings and how everybody is very connected, right? But when all of that is kind of dispersed, it's like it, it becomes very tough for people like that. So I think a lot of the things that you guys were saying was very interesting, you know what I mean? In terms of like maintaining the, the understanding behind why you're fasting. So that way, even for people who, who probably benefit really a lot, like from the connectedness of Ramadan, like they can at least still like reap some type of benefit off of Ramadan that maybe it kind of like leaves them a bit, you know, because they don't really think about it too much. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, that's, that's, that's my thing. You know what I mean? Because everybody's obviously at different levels, you know? So it's like Ramadan is not only for one person or two people, it's for everybody. Right. So anyways, there's a lot of benefits from it, but I think you guys all like. I think what, another thing is that for, for us specifically that, you know, all of us here on this podcast, like Alhamdulillah, we come from families where the deen is, is a very important factor in our lives. You know, so we're surrounded by people who have the same mindset, who have the same goals, who, who have the same focus as us. Right? Mm. Whereas you there's other people who they might not they come they might come from families where they're where they're not so religious, where Ramadan doesn't mean as much to them as it does for our families, where they might not have somebody giving them a push. You know, so like for example, with us. If we're if we're slacking, our siblings will be like, yo, like fix up, you know, what are you doing? You know, yeah. we have that. We have we're surrounded by families like that. So I think we have to sort of, you know, do our best as well to reach out to those that don't have that. Yeah, definitely. They might they might be reversing. They might not have even Muslim family. Well, what, what do you think? You got what do you think is ways that maybe, like you you think this the communal aspect could still be there, even like even virtually. Like right now we're doing this through Zoom. So there's like, what, there's five of us on, on here through Zoom. What do you guys think could be one way that people could still keep that up? Maybe like, I don't know, reading Quran together through Zoom or testing each other through Zoom or something like that. Maybe like having a group chat. Have group chats. Something. Yeah, have a group chat or something, I would say. I guess it's a reminder. Everybody has a group chat that they're a part of. Mm-hmm. You know, so they can, like, for example, you could post a lecture, maybe some, something beneficial. Mm-hmm. Right? It doesn't even have to be like a, a chat or... Like, you know, something personal. You can literally just post a YouTube video in a group just chat. Just share it. Share it in the group chat and stuff like that. Exactly. Yeah. And somebody could benefit. You know, if yeah. you, and if you do have that relationship with somebody where you can call them, like, yo, how are you? How's your iman? You know, how are you, Ramadan? Are you doing, are you better than where you started? Mm-hmm. You know, check, yo, isn't, that, isn't that a, that's a crazy question. Like, how is how your iman? Mm-hmm. Well, like, that's a, that's a crazy question. That's, a, that's actually a crazy question. Believe it or not, it and I don't think we deep. ask each other that. It's very deep, and I don't think we ask each other that enough. To be honest with you, you gotta ask yourself that too, though. Well, for sure, for sure. But like, we're, I feel like that's in a reference question to, to like, ask yourself. Hmm. No, I was just saying, like, in, yeah, like in reference to like this conversation about like the like think about like the pleasantries that you kind of exchange between you and your friends. Like, is that even a question that you ask though? Yeah, I feel like I feel like sometimes I feel like sometimes depending on the friend, it's a touchy question. Do you no, think I, so? think, I think we, 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 we say that to ourselves, 
that we convince ourselves that it's a touchy question when in reality in real in reality it's really not it shouldn't be it's it not, shouldn't be it shouldn't not. be you're right i agree with you but sometimes i find myself like hesitant to ask them that question because i already know the ref- like i have i have the idea of the response like i feel like i'm gonna make yeah. them feel uncomfortable i feel like part of the reason why people may feel like it's touchy is because like a lot of times when people are approached now like when people are approached about their dean or they're they're given advice a lot of times it's always that person with like the most the, like the least amount of wisdom that just bites someone's head off and so the whole issue becomes touchy for them and mm-hmm. they're like they people sometimes they get to a point where they're scarred and and they can't hear anybody come and talk to them or ask them even a simple question like we're asking now like How's your iman? Because they feel like, yo, what do you mean by it? What do you mean? How's your iman? Like, why are you asking? You know yeah, what I mean? And it becomes like, a, yeah, like a self-defense type of thing. You know what I mean? So I feel like sometimes that 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 skepticism that we have in asking someone, or oh, how are you doing, or how's your faith, that may be a, a result of you know someone who ruined the opportunity for others to kind of reach out to them and give them advice and and so on and so forth. If that makes sense. That's, no, that's actually. I, I, I honestly think that. If we were to ask that question to anybody, nine mm-hmm. times out of ten, it wouldn't be touchy. I think it's a beautiful ask question, somebody, bro. How, how do you yeah, I think I think I think so too. It's just something uh, realistically to, to be real. I've never ever thought of that question. I've never thought mm-hmm. to ask somebody that question. And I'm, I'm, I'm just not, trying to, I'm trying to figure out why it's such um, it's almost a taboo thing to ask. I, you're right. It shouldn't be. I think it I is. should add that to my vocabulary it's, when I'm I talking think, to I think it's. I think it's. It's. It's such an apparent thing that it's like, why are you asking about the obvious? It's like that's, that's how people I'll, take it. I'll tell you something you else know? too. Like for example, me, I don't like. I wouldn't. I'm not a sheikh or anything like that. So me asking somebody for the amount would be like, why is this? Why is this guy asking? Why is that? Why is this guy asking me at all? People, mm. like, how are you asking me about your amount? You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think sometimes that's I feel like I, that's where I it comes think, from because I feel like yo. If I was if I was an imam or, or a sheikh or something like that, like I feel like the person wouldn't like they'd be like, okay, this guy can ask me. He's like a very pious guy. Like you would expect it from that type of person. Yeah, like for me, yeah. you like I don't think someone would expect it from me. Yeah. I think I, I think also, even though, I think also like, like some people are just though, not really like, ready uh, for that. Yeah, some people are not ready for that question. Jacobs. Yeah, they're just. Jacobs, I respect mm-hmm. you. So. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, bro. Yeah, yeah, I just think people are not really ready for that question, though. Like, it's, it's, a, it's a heavy, it's a very loaded question, believe it or not. Like, for somebody I, that, like, they're in a good place, of course. Like, when you're, when you're in a yeah. good situation, people are going to love to talk about their good. Everybody likes to talk about good, you know what I mean? But if you're talking about, like, if, if you think about that question, you reflect and you say, man, like, I don't really have much to say on that. Then it's just like, why do you, why do you ask, you know? Especially because when you, when, you, when you ask a person, you kind of know already you know, the state of their iman based off of like the way they are, the way they carry themselves, mm. their concerns, their cares. You know what I mean? It's like, it's almost like, are you mocking me? You know? Right. Yeah. And it's like, mm. and I think that, I think that when you, when you ask that question, it, it it's, it's touchy and it needs to be maybe like said from somebody that has your ear, you know? And you know yeah. that even like, you know, it's that good cop, bad cop that, you know, like, even if this person was to ask you a crazy hard hitting question, you would not dare to disrespect this individual in front of you because of who is asking exactly. you. Exactly. You know I mean? Exactly. Mm-hmm. But I think another so, thing too is like, yeah. for, for me to ask the question or for me to answer the question, like if you, were to, if you guys were to ask me the question, the only way I could possibly answer without feeling attacked is if I'm comfortable with where I'm at and if, I, if I'm like aware, 
some people are not even aware where they're at, really. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, but I, you gotta be but ready. Will, for the, you gotta be ready for the answer. But yeah. I will say this though. I will say this though. Like, if you can ask that question to somebody and still like maintain a level of normalcy within within your like relationship, that's a great relationship to have, and you can it definitely is. make some headway with that person. You know what I mean? Yeah. For, for real, for real, bro. And I don't know, like, when you think about how do you prepare yourself to take a question like that? You know, like as a person, like where do you need to be? How do you need to be? What are the different types of traits that you should like sort of work to maybe kindle within yourself? Because I'm telling you, not everybody can take that question. You're right. I feel like you have to be someone who's constantly already working on themselves. If the answer is not good, then the the next question is, okay, what are you going to do about it? Or what are you doing to help fix that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And for a lot of people, they're not really in it. Comfort comes. I think it's the follow-up. It's the why. Why is it not? Exactly. Exactly. And mm-hmm. if you're not ready to answer that question, if you haven't even asked yourself that question, you're not going to be like, you're not, that's not going to be a comfortable question to be asked. Exactly. That's what that I was saying. Exactly. That yes. Question. Remember when I said you have to ask yes. yourself that question? Because if you don't ask yourself that question, mm-hmm. if you don't think to yourself, like, what am I doing wrong? What do I need to fix? Then you won't be able to answer it. If you, if you ask me that question, I could tell you, like, you know, there's certain things that I need to fix on that I, I'm aware of. Mm-hmm. But if you're not self-aware of what you're, what you're doing wrong, you won't be able to answer yeah. the question. That's, that's why, like, Umar bin Khattab, he says, like, like, before you guys are held accountable for what you guys do. Like, like it, there's sometimes the people, a person may, like, forget about Ramadan, like, a person may go their entire life without holding themselves to account for what they do. And the first time that they're asked questions is literally the day of judgment. Where it's like, at that point, it's, it's like, Good game, like it's it's yeah. At that point, it's done. You know what I mean? So that's scary. That, I, it also, it's I know a lot. It is, and it that's one of the things I feel like it's important to also have good company around you, that you have people that are actually concerned about not only your well being but even like your deen. You know what I mean? Because nobody, anybody who asks you how's your iman or how's your salah is a person who they really like have a strong yeah. relationship with you so much so that they're asking you about the most integral part of you, like as a human being, is your dean, you know? So I feel like that's also something to kind of take from this as well. Yeah, man. I think it's, it's going to be quite interesting. I think, I think this Ramadan is going to be very interesting, actually. Like, now, well, I honestly, I just had a different perspective on it right now as I heard you speaking right now. Well, I did ask. It's like, if, even if people, like, there's probably a big portion of the Muslim population, just even here in Toronto, where like Ramadan is like it's it's not different than just normal times. Like niggas are still going to the club, people are still drinking. People are, like there's a lot of people who just don't practice it, you know. So when mm-hmm. you're not for, when you, when you're removed from all that stuff and you're in Ramadan and you are now forced because of your situation to see your mom beside you eating a date during a thought time, you know what I'm saying? Praying mm-hmm. at night, whatever. Like how do you react? You know? How are you gonna yeah. react? Like you're literally it's coming to your face live and direct. How are you gonna react? And I, I feel think like, this like it's it's so interesting because like Allah talks about Ramadan being a Furqan in the Quran, you know, like something that differentiates between what is right and what is wrong. Right. And it's like when you're faced with the reality where you can't run anymore and it's right there in front of your face, how are you going to react? Because that's, that's really, that's really where you make an internal decision to be one way or the other, you know, honestly, without like being blind to things. Right. But anyways, that's, uh, that was just something that I, just I feel like right this Ramadan, now. I feel like if you guys notice during quarantine, like there's like a, online community that how we're like we're all going through it together the quarantine you know what i mean you guys notice it, it feels like we're all going through quarantine together definitely, even we're not definitely together. yeah the whole world right i feel like we should do like i feel like that's gonna happen in ramadan it's gonna be like some type of online connection we're gonna have 
one hundred percent. That's the only. That's the only way we could actually. That's the only communal thing we'll have is online. Mm-hmm. Maybe, man. Maybe you know. I feel we like guys, something's gonna happen because someone has to get creative with it. Because this is the only way. Online is the only way. What? What? Listening to listening to everything that you know we're talking about today, it sort of like reaffirms for me the importance of raising a Muslim family or or raising or like a Muslim household. Mm-hmm. You know, where something like this, say if something like this happens again, you don't have to worry about exactly. well, what am I going to do for tarawih. You know, like Alhamdulillah, me and my family we're getting together. And we're going to do tarawih in the house, in my mom's house. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Don't worry, it's going to be under 10 people, hopefully. <laughs> you know? But, like, I have that, alhamdulillah. Mm-hmm. You know, and it reaffirms for me the importance of raising that type of household. Or that you know, that one, I'd like to report a crime. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, this man has 10 people in the house. I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> Social distancing is not a priority in this household. <laughs> but yo, what happens? Yo, okay, let me put the situation. What happens if um, it's a household and there's only one guy? Like they say, the dad's not in the life. There's only one guy, and that one guy, his friends are his friends not out there. Like he can't. Like he's not. Like he just. He's just. He's just getting to slam. Like he's not. He's not really living mm. around. Like what does that guy do? Okay. Um. What do you guys think? I'll put that That's an extreme situation. I'll be honest with you. It's okay. So when you're saying this person doesn't know a lot of Quran, like, are you talking? Does he have the ability to read? That's my first question. Can he read? Let's just say he, he struggles. I know it's assumptuous. He struggles with it. He struggles with it. Yeah. Okay. Firstly, that person who struggles with reading the Quran, they get double the reward than a person who doesn't struggle. That's the first thing. Okay. Secondly, just to kind of like, although like it's not really about the number, just to mention, for every letter that a person reads in the Quran, they get 10 rewards, 10 minimum. It can go up to 700 and beyond that for every letter I'm talking about, for every letter. So if a person reads Surah Fatiha, like I can't even do the math for you right now, like my, my brain would be fried. But anyways, and if a person does a sin, it's only one sin that's written down for them, which shows you like the greatness of the Quran and how just like reading the Quran can really help you with um, increasing your deeds and wiping out your bad deeds. That's one. Two, this person, I would say, like, if this person wants to stand up in tarawih or pray at night and so on and so forth, there is absolutely nothing wrong with that person repeating the stuff that he has memorized or that he already knows. There is nothing wrong with it. And this used to happen in the Prophet's time, where there was a sahabi who he would love reading Surah Ikhlas. And the people that would pray behind them, they would always get pissed. They go, why is this guy reading the surah? And he told the Prophet, and the Prophet asked him why, and he said, it's because I love the surah. You know, and so the Prophet was okay with it. And I believe, it. not even that, the Prophet said that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves you. If I remember correctly, the hadith. Wallahu alam. But the point is that it's not necessarily about how much you're capable of doing. It's about what you do with what you're capable of, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're, if, you, if you're capable of doing little, then use that to your advantage. And to be honest, this deen, alhamdulillah, it's easy in the sense that a person can attain good deeds through many different ways. Like one of the best deeds in Islam is like retying your kinship. If you have problems with your, with your family members, checking up on your family members, you get reward through that. 
checking up on your friends. This question, like, how is your iman holding your friend to account? You get reward for that because you're only doing it for the sake of Allah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Listening to lectures, you get reward for that. Just contemplating, not even speaking, just contemplating on your life and, you know, just thinking about how you want to better yourself, regretting what you did in the past. That's a form of, you know, uh, toba. That's a form of uh, repentance. You know what I mean? All There's so many different avenues in bettering yourself and just doing good deeds. So if a person, for example, lacks in one regard, there's many other different ways that a person can thrive in. Donating to charity. This is probably one of the best times to donate to masajid, considering that the congregations that used exactly, to keep yeah. the masjids moving and the, and the finances, they don't have it now. So this is probably one of the best times. And also, it's Ramadan. So it's like, it's yeah. one of the best times to donate. Even if you're to donate a dollar a day for 30 days, it's ama- that's amazing. If you were to strike out on, on Laylatul Qadr, literally the night of decree, if a person were to donate a dollar, that dollar that they donated, is better than them donating for a thousand months. Like Allah says, that that night of Laylatul Qadr is better than a thousand months. So anyways, mm-hmm. I don't want to get into a whole like, like lecture or anything, but the point is that this person that struggles with reading the Quran, they get double the reward than the regular person, which shows you that mm-hmm. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is kind and generous and that it's not necessarily about being that, that know-it-all or that guy who can do everything. Sometimes it's even the smallest things that you can do, you get rewarded for, you know? And use other ways as well in, when, ter- when it comes to like doing good deeds. So and you can pray with the Muslim open. That too. That too. You can what? That too, right? definitely. Yeah. He said you can you can pray with the mus reading like with the mus mus oh, open. Yeah, yeah, facts, facts. Yeah, you didn't mention that. That was a good one, actually. Good job. Nice. But you know, well, I like uh, I don't know. Do we how much time do we have left? We got we got a lot of time. Uh, yeah, we got we got time, cuz. Alright, so yo. Today I got time. Today oh, I got time. You know what I'm saying? But yo, I was thinking like, cause you know, Allah says in the Quran like ayyam ma do that. You know, like when when He describes like. Uh, Ramadan, right? Which basically means like it's it's only a couple of days or some days, you know? And it's like Ramadan at the end of the day should be like and we always hear every Ramadan, but it's 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 serious, like it's a thing. It's it's only a moment for change, right? So it's gonna come and it's gonna go. And hopefully you're a better person after it, you know? And the only way to do that is by taking it seriously, you know? So even though if we're not like in masajid and we don't have the communal feel, I think just remembering like that it's Ramadan, like this is this is what I gotta do to get better. And you have that mindset, it'll be something that like, inshallah, like you'll come out of it a better person if that's what you intend. Right? Because we know that's what the hadith of Muhammad said, you know, like what you'll get what you intended. Right? So anyways, what, I just I, w- I would say as a as a as a last thing, what like advice would you give people to kinda uh keep keep like try to get better during this time? I, I think it's I think that's different for every single person. You know, I think that like if if you're a person who knows you have this weakness or that weakness, like make it make it a point to like let Ramadan be be something that facilitates that change for you. You know, you work on it somehow, some way. And obviously, like problems and, and weaknesses are of so many different varieties. Like it's it, it can be but you just have to identify it. And I think it goes back to like what, what Sarid was saying about like accountability it's like how do you even know what to change if, if you're not even aware of yourself you know like you got to be aware of yourself you have to ask yourself questions you have to ask yourself what am i good at what do i need what's integral to my like success with allah you know 
Like what, what is integral to my success with my family, right? If you're not asking these type of questions and you're not holding yourself accountable, bro, like nobody else is going to do that for you. Like you are the only person that can do that for yourself, right? Like Allah says in the Quran, like, nafsihi basira. like right? Allah has made every single person a watcher over themselves, right? So your mom's not watching you, bro. Your dad's not watching you. Your sister's not watching you. You have to watch yourself. You know what I mean? Like, and if you do that and you're really putting yourself in a position to understand what your weaknesses are, then you use Ramadan as a channel to inshallah like change. You think me, like we're dealing with Allah here, you know, like Allah's like, he's, 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 Allah's like Ar-Rahman, Ar-Rahim, like he's like the most merciful. If you're dealing with Allah and this is the no, this is, this is the Lord that you know you're dealing with. You think he's just going to let leave you to waste? You know what I mean? And your, and your, your efforts are not going to go to like something that's actually substantial and successful in some way. Of course not, you know? And you gotta like, mm -hmm. you gotta think and believe this, you know? And if you don't, it'll be hard to change, bro, mm -hmm. you know? One thing I would say for sure is that like, this month is probably the best month for a person to fight off their demons or whatever it is that they're going through. Considering the fact that the, the devils are shackled and the doors of hellfire are closed and the doors of Jannah are open, mm -hmm. this is the probably the, the, the best opportunity to optimize on and, and try to make it change and just consider like we all know the hadith of the man who killed 99 men and he's still forgiven like if we were to just contemplate on it like allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he changed the permanent dimensions of the earth to forgive one man like if just to contemplate on it like the entire that the permanent dimensions of the earth allah changed it just to forgive one man so and, and it's to show that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to go to those type of extents to forgive a person so you should never lose hope as a muslim in the forgiveness of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is forgiving in this month. And there's a hadith, there's a there's a there's a dua that the Prophet Ali salam, used to um, say in Ram, in Ramadan, and that dua is Allahumma inna ka'afun tuhibbun afwa fa'fu anni. You know? Oh Allah, inna ka'afun, you are forgiving, tuhibbun afwa, you love forgiving, fa'fu anni, so forgive me. Allahumma inna ka'afun tuhibbun afwa fa'fu anni. Use this, use this. Um, dua, use it and say it consistently in your salah. Just repeat it every salah, every every single sujood that you're in, every sujood that repeat it, and you know just don't give up that fight, man. Because fighting off shaitan and your desires is it's a lifelong thing. It's not sometimes mm -hmm. we kind of fall in love with the idea of being a perfect Muslim, or like just I want to get to a point where I just stop sinning. Like that probably never happened, to be honest with you. So you just have to know what are the avenues that I need to go to go through to you know to seek the forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you know so I would say that well, I would say for me just for me like I, if you guys know there's this uh Michael Jordan uh documentary that's coming out on, on Sunday I know it's off topic but tonight no I'm looking at that yo tonight. I'm watching that you just had to kill it Rex you just had to <laughs> no no don't worry it's, it's gonna it's no, gonna I'm joking, I'm joking. I, was, I was watching full circle full circle, full circle. Yeah. I was watching mm. um, I was watching his trainer talk about how they used to train and basically he used to say that every summer the guy would work on one specific uh, thing to improve on and I was like okay so instead of trying to tackle all the problems that I that I may even have let me just try to tackle one specific problem. And for the, for, for that, for the time period, just focus on the one thing and you know what I'm saying? Get, get it, get it out the, like kind of get it out the way. That's maybe one thing that I would say for people to, to try if they want to. Yeah. I say setting a goal is, 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 is the best thing to do when it comes to, you know, a long list of changes. 
you know, so if, if there's like five or six different things that you want to work on, but you can't do it all at the same time, like pick one or pick two that you know for sure by the end of this month, like you're going to have down pat. And it's something that you can, can do continuously for the rest of your life, you know, and then like focus on one thing at a time. Because a lot of times we have 101 different sins that we're like involved in, that we're drowning in. And we think, okay, it's, it's impossible. I, can't, I can never be a better person because there's so much that I have to do. And literally, like, it's, 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 it's a, one of those things where you got to focus on one thing at a time. Like, you just have, as a human being, you cannot, you can't focus on, like, five different things or six different things or ten different things. I, like, I, yeah. I, I said I was reading this book last week, um, and there's one thing that I read from the book that I was like, oh, that this is, is, like, so much fact. Like, the most successful person can only, like, read one book at a time, can only listen to one thing at a time, can only can only eat one thing at a time. So it's like, they're no, they're no different than, 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 than me and you. It's just, a, it's just a matter of like the work ethic that you put in. Mm. Definitely. At the end of the day, I mean like a person can only do what they're capable of doing. Right. Absolutely. And Allah SWT tells us to fear him as much as we can. And that, you know, you do good according to what you're capable of doing. And Allah SWT is generous and he'll reward you accordingly, you know. But at the end of the day, it's just like, just trying. That's what it is. Just trying. Just putting in that effort, you know. As just uh, like Rex was saying right now, like, do one thing. If you can do one thing and change that one thing in your life, do it. You know, uh, a habit takes, what, like 30 days to, to build? Try to build whatever habits you can in the month and try to, or try to break whatever bad habits you did have you know before the month and just go about it sometimes we overcomplicate Ramadan you know we overcomplicate things or we make things too difficult on ourselves just do what you're capable of doing and at the end of the day the goal is to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and, and he's pleased with you know his slave trying whatever they can trying their best so yeah man and on, on that note uh, I'm gonna end the episode here uh, thanks Aid for coming on uh, miss you we miss you Yes, we miss I you, man. Do not, I do not miss you at all, Ozzy. <laughs> <laughs> at all. Love that energy, bro. yo. I like that, yo. That's what I like to hear, nigga. Ozzy, Cobes, Zebo, Ozzy. No, me. You already know. Peace out. Yeah. All right, guys. Bye. All right. Ice cap cake. Mm.